Are you a writer or coach? Do you dream of building a successful online business? Are you tired of hearing the gurus tell you that you need a big launch or a complicated funnel software? Whether you're struggling with self-doubt, imposter syndrome, or just feeling overwhelmed by too many choices, I can help. Hi, I'm Jonathan Milligan, author of Your Message Matters, and I recently put together a free on-demand video training called How to Build an Online Business as a Writer or Coach the Low-Tech Way. Inside, you'll discover the low-tech system that 30 x my online business. Just go to freetrainingvideo.net to get started. Again, that's freetrainingvideo.net. Hello and welcome to the Blogging Your Passion podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Milligan, where we're on a mission to help a thousand bloggers go full-time in the next five years. You know, what's awesome about that clarifying mission is we've been collecting data now, and it's awesome to see where people are in the stages. So we teach four different stages on your way to becoming a full-time blogger, and we're tracking the data. We'll be sharing more of it on the podcast in the days ahead, but we are one by one reaching this goal. And we want you to be one of the 1,000. So in order to be one of the 1,000 bloggers that go full-time in the next five years, we need you here. We need to hear your story, your voice. We need to have you listen to each and every episode. Join us over on bloggingyourpassion.com. Follow the blog post that we produce for you. And maybe even consider joining something like our best-selling, most popular program, which is the Online Business Fast Track Lab. Now, we only open it a couple times a year, but you can find out more at bloggingyourpassion.com slash lab. So today's episode is a little bit unique in the fact that I'm going to be sharing with you my top 11 takeaways from a recent writers conference that I went to in Nashville. So this conference I've gone to all three years in its existence. It's uh, the Tribe Conference from Jeff Goins in uh, Nashville, actually just south of Nashville in a cute little town called Franklin. But I want to share with you kind of my top 11 takeaways, you know, the biggest lessons I learned. So if you weren't able to attend, hopefully you can kind of live the highlights through me today. And so literally, I'm just coming back off of that conference, and I have the uh, notebook there. So I'm going to be flipping the pages and sharing with you my top 11 takeaways out of all the notes that I took over the course of three days. So if you hear a little paper kind of ruffling, pages turning, that's because I've got the notes right in front of me that I'm going to be sharing with you. So let's jump in and get started. So and I'm not going to be able to mention every speaker and every note that I took down. It'd be way too long, but I'm going to give you the highlights. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Pamela Slim. Now, if you don't know Pamela Slim, she's got an amazing story. Uh, she's um, one of the pioneers to this movement of like going and working for yourself, uh, whether you're a freelancer or whatever your profession is. But she wrote an awesome book called Escape from Cubicle Nation. And she's also written Body of Work, and she's working on another book even as we speak. But she mentioned a quote that came from Susan Baer that said, Do not define your audience by their demographics. 
define them by their problems. And I thought that was such a good insight. You know, for a lot of people we hear, and I've even taught, you know, get get very, very specific on who your audience is. Like picture them in your mind. And, you know, to some degree, I think in most situations that makes sense, who you're talking to. It helps you get a little bit more clarity. But at the end of the day, what's more important than their demographic information is what their problems are. You know, one of the things we teach is uh, the GPS system for audience building, and that's what are their goals, what are their passions, and what are their struggles. And when we identify that, we are able to speak their language, walk a mile in their shoes, really understand where we can help an audience. So I thought that was just great. Another thing Pam said that I thought was interesting, she says, don't be afraid to be the weirdo in the room. Now, what she was talking about is your message and who you are, don't be afraid to take it to audiences that maybe think different or maybe are currently living a little bit different. You know, think about her story. I'm sure she had many speaking engagements where she was invited into a very, very corporate kind of conference setting. And here she is talking about all the reasons why you need to escape the cubicle, right? I mean, she was probably at times the weirdo in the room with her messaging. You know, I could think about for myself, uh, there's been times where uh, I've been invited to a conference and even been on a panel and I'm my message and what I'm doing and the kind of business I'm building was so very different from the people that were in the room. And that I used to see that as, man, this is a challenge. I don't like this. This feels uncomfortable. But you know what? There's something about taking your message to alternate audiences. You may be the voice that awakens them to something new they never thought of. So I thought that was great. So that's takeaway number two. All right. Takeaway number three comes from Jonathan Fields. And he mentioned something in his talk called Exquisite Attention. Like the beauty of giving something in your life, exquisite attention. Now, when I think of exquisite attention, I think of uh, like Cal Newport's book, Deep Work. What What is the thing that you want to do a deep dive on? Like you want to really give it your best shot. Do you give anything exquisite attention? You know, I'll give you a quick practical example. I see a lot of bloggers who, when they first get started, they're trying to grow their social media traffic on every social media channel out there. And it's just driving them crazy, right? Because all of them work different. The same things don't work on on uh, another platform as it does on another one. And there's just a lot of learning there to find out what works. But instead, what if you identified the place where your audience is probably hanging out the most, which social media outlet are they hanging out the most, and then go give it exquisite attention, at least for 90 days. What would that do for you and your business? All right, takeaway number four. This is from, uh, I think it's pronounced Ishta. I could be saying that totally wrong. Gupta. Um, Ishta, maybe. Uh, but I had never heard her speak before, but she did an awesome job. And there were two takeaways from her talk that really connected with me. The first one was 
she mentioned a coach that told her, as you're growing in your business, remember this phrase, each level, new devil, each level, new devil. And I think that's so true because each level that you reach in your journey uh, to, to build your career, to uh, build your business, there is a new challenge. There's a new challenge that you have to face. And the skills that you have used up to that point may not apply. Uh, the level that you are now at may require a whole new set of skills. You know, even as I'm recording this, I'm thinking about my own journey where, you know, now I've got team members, I, I have people in my business that I pay to to work for me, to help me get work done in my business. That was much different than a couple years ago when it was just me trying to learn everything and make everything work. But what that requires for me is a new set of skills. Like I need to learn and get better at leadership development, like get better at developing people, get better at motivating people, uh, get better at vision casting. It requires a whole new set of skills for me. And I'm sure you've run into the same. Takeaway number five. Ishita said, what's the one thing you would most want to happen? I want you to think about that right now. Answer that question. What's the one thing you would most want to happen right now? And then here's the follow-up question. While you have that thought in your mind, the follow-up question is, if it were happened today, would you be ready? If it were happened today, would you be ready? Sobering thought, isn't it? And here's the point. You know, for a lot of us, we see people and we see their story of success and we think, man, they just got a lucky break. But what we often miss is the years backstage where they were preparing for a very long time to step into that opportunity. You see, I fundamentally believe that when opportunity shows up, it's too late to prepare. And that if there's one thing that you and I can do on our journey to grow and maybe even be more successful, it's to prepare. Like we have 100% control of that. And you have 100% control of that as well, that you can begin even now preparing for whatever it is that you would most want to happen. Maybe say, man, I would most want to be able to speak on stage to 10,000 people. Well, if somebody called you tomorrow and said, hey, can you come this weekend and speak to 10,000 people? I mean, obviously that's a little extreme, but would you be ready? If the answer is no, then what do you need to do to start preparing? Go ahead and begin preparing now. I think it's such great advice. All right, let's step over into takeaway number six. This comes from Sean McCabe. Uh, first time I heard Sean, it is an awesome story that he has, his passion for doing hand lettering. And he grew that into a business and then started teaching others how to create a business through hand lettering. And now he has a new book called Overlap. It's just, a, a, it's just an awesome story of someone who tapped into their passion and grew it into a business. But here's the takeaway. He started off the talk and asked this question. What if you created as much as you consumed? What if you created as much as you consumed. 
Then he gave a quote that actually came from a character, and I can't remember which one, from the Game of Thrones, who said, I'm tired of reading about the achievements of other greater men. I'm tired of reading about the achievements of greater men. Think about that. How are you doing with balancing learning and action? And one of the things that Sean challenged the audience was to just decide that you're going to show up every day for two years. Just show up every day for two years. Work on your craft. Work on your passion. Do that thing that you most want to do in the world and just decide, I'm going to show up every day for two years. And I think that's so important. In fact, later on, he said something that went along with that. And he said, when it comes to writing, he says, you can't edit what you have not written. So get the imperfect words out. And I think that's a great way to look at it. Like we need to take action. It's easier for us to say, oh, if I want to write a book, I'm going to go do all this learning and learn everything about the book publishing process before I ever write a single word. Instead, we need to balance that learning with action. All right, takeaway number seven. This comes from Crystal Payne. She's written a book called Money Saving Mom. Um, She is, you can find her at moneysavingmom.com. She's written other books as well. Uh, she's just an awesome author, blogger, and speaker. One of the things she talked about that I thought was so important is about the importance of determining your boundaries. You know, as your business starts to grow or or as you manage a full-time income with with actually your day job and trying to do something on the side and trying to be a parent, a spouse, life gets busy. And what you need to do is actually determine your boundaries. And one of the things that she encouraged the audience to do, which is something I did about two years ago, was to actually create some filter questions. And these filter questions will help you decide when opportunity comes, whether or not it's right for you, which I think is so critically important. And then takeaway number eight comes from Crystal as well. And she talked about the importance of, of focusing and finishing. Like last year, she spent the whole year telling herself that, focus and finish, focus and finish. And specifically what she did is she would choose one learning uh, topic for each week, just one specific learning topic in an area she wanted to grow. And by the way, each week, if she hadn't mastered it yet, she would continue to learn that one thing. So let's say it was Instagram. You know, maybe she saw an opportunity to build her audience and brand on Instagram. Then that was her one learning focus that she focused on until she felt like she mastered it. And then she would choose one kind of high level uh, project or task. So what is one big project that you most want to move forward? And what's one learning topic that you most want to grow in? Which I think is some definitely some solid advice. All right, moving on. We got a couple more left here. We're going to move to takeaway number nine, and it comes from Dan Miller. He is the best-selling author from 48 Days to the Work You Love, and I absolutely love Dan's talk. And the takeaway for number nine is the importance of investing in yourself. 
importance of investing in yourself. And specifically, he said, invest 3% of your income back into yourself. And once you reach, uh, or maybe if you actually have more than $50,000 in uh, income in your business or in your career, then start investing 5% and keep it at that level no matter how large your your business begins to grow. So if I'm making $100,000 a year, just to use some simple math, then I should be spending $5,000 investing in myself, courses, programs, coaching, books, conferences, events. And what was awesome about his talk is he showed practical examples of how he invested in a certain course, book, or product, and how it directly connected to him earning more income and more influence in his business. So I think it's so important that we set a goal like that to invest in ourselves. All right, we got two more left here, and number 10 is coming from Ryan Holiday. Ryan has recently come on the scene in the last couple of years as a best-selling author. He's written books such as Obstacle is the Way. He has written Ego is the Enemy, and his latest is Perennial Seller. And his advice is specifically to authors and writers. Like the big takeaway that I got from him is if you want to write a book that lasts, if you want to write a book that, that you know, 10 years from now is still selling well, then you have to find the timelessness in the timely. Let me say that again. What is the timelessness in the timely? Now you say, okay, that's a little deep. Jonathan, what do you mean? Okay, let me say it this way. What's a fresh way to teach an old established truth? What's a fresh way to teach an old established truth? In other words, focus on things that don't change. You know, for him with obstacle is the way, he went and found uh, age-old wisdom that was a couple hundred years old that's been around for a long time, but there hasn't been any recent books on the idea or topic. And so he came at it from a fresh way and he wrote, Obstacle is the Way. And so I thought that was such a great advice for us to look at what are, especially if you're an author, what, where are some timeless truths that maybe have just been lost over the last five, ten years that no one's really talking about right now? And how could I breathe a fresh new perspective on a timeless truth? Such a neat insight for us writers. And then finally, takeaway number 11 comes from John Acuff. He is a best-selling author and speaker. He's written the book Do Over, Start, and now his latest book, Finish, And he had a lot of great things to say, but one of the main takeaways that I want to share with you, which is takeaway number 11, is to eliminate your secret rules. In other words, what secret rules keep you from finishing? Like for a lot of us, we start stuff. You know, we have evidences all over our house of projects we started and never completed. We've got evidences on our computer of stuff we've started and never finished, but what are the secret rules that maybe you've not even really paid much attention to that is sabotaging you from finishing? It's just something for you to think about. So I hope those 11 takeaways were helpful for you. I wanted to share them with you because I 
want to keep learning. And just by recording this podcast alone, it's forcing me to take what I listen to and move it into action. And one of the best ways to do that is to teach it to someone else. But hopefully you've kind of latched on to at least a couple of those takeaways and you say, you know what, I'm going to do that. I'm going to take action on what I learned today. So again, that is the end of this edition of the Blogging Your Passion podcast. Thank you for those of you that are here each and every week. We got some exciting new stuff coming up on the podcast in the days ahead, but I'd love to hear from you. If this is helpful to you, give me some feedback. The best way to do that is to jump over to iTunes and give us a rating and even possibly a review so that we know that this uh, podcast is helpful to you and that you want to get some more good content. All right, so that's it for today. Go out there, blog your passion, and make your difference in the world. (music) 